me, Joe, and Eric over there in Colorado. Um, it is something that we we both uh, hold. I don't know if we hold it near and dear to our heart, but it's something that we experience fairly regularly in the uh, in the hunting aspect of the world. But we always seem to find some sort of success when we're out there in the hunting world, whether it maybe not be filling our tags, but there's something out there that helps us to enjoy our time out in the woods. With that being said, if you're listening, like our podcast or our uh, YouTube channel, subscribe, leave a message, comment. We appreciate the ones that, uh, that have been left. Uh, it's, it's been, we've, we've been picking up on some comments that have been, and sorry if we haven't been getting to you um, in a timely manner, maybe, but both of us have been busy hunting the last little bit and uh haven't been quite able to uh what do you call that regulate our social media yeah we haven't quite been on top of everything so (laughs) we're we're you know it's just the two of us and like i said we're struggling hunters and we also struggle on the social media side of it (laughs) so Uh, it's a struggle everywhere but we're doing the best we can so uh now that we beat that that pony to death uh (laughs) uh hopefully hopefully you're listening you're listening and uh you, you know you've uh you're sitting there listening to us talk about our struggles and you have your uh your quarry that you've killed on the wall and you're just grinning ear to ear with what 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 with what you got hopefully that's the case and if so good work congratulations <laughs> um with that i'll just i guess i'll go ahead and kick, kick us off um with our hunting stories for the week um i Went out in the woods for roughly about six days ish. Uh, went up to one area where I, where I've been hunting before. I got a cousin that lives close, and so I got up there. And me being the not very well prepared, I texted him like the day I got up there, and he he still dropped everything and came up hunting with me one morning for half a day, which was was awesome. Yeah, that's um, cool. It was cool. I, I got to say, you know, a huge shout out and a huge thanks to Dennis for uh, coming up. Uh, he he didn't have to. Um, you know, I kind of wish that I would have been a little bit successful with him. <laughs> Just to, you know, like, oh, yeah, I got a hunting podcast. And I'm also a great hunter. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it, it, was, it was fun to hang out with him. Haven't been able to do that very much for a long time he's enough older than me that like we didn't quite grow up together. So I was always a little cousin that, uh, you know, was probably nipping at his heels and getting in trouble and happening, or, you know, like having to be left at home while him and the older cousins went out and had fun at grandpa's. When I say fun, it was, you know, going out, I don't know, hiking or something, riding horses. And I was young enough that I couldn't go with them. So it was fun for me to actually, you know, be able to hang out with them as like a, an adult <laughs> yeah for sure for sure yeah. so but so yeah i went up there went to one area like i said it i thought you know i, I thought i found like a uh a good spot where the elk would be coming in eating and then moving to the timber into the quakies what it was the quakies had a lot of grass in it so i thought that they would uh, be in there in the morning and slip into the uh the big timber sorry man i'm tired i've been been out hunting this is something new to come back and uh, do a podcast and so if i'm losing words i'm sorry guys uh, bear with me i'll try to pull through <laughs> um but uh and so we, I, me and him got up in the morning and we went down into these quakies and, and sat down in there and tried to do some bugle and cow call. And just to see if, you know, like if there's something in there, uh, maybe they'd, they'd catch them going in from one zone to the other. And I don't know the <laughs> we heard something twice and it was dry. And you you know, like when you'd step in like pine needles and stuff, you can kind of hear that little crunch as you'd walk through the woods um well we could we would hear that like at least one point there was cows i did i will say so the night before i went up there i thought i was on something Uh, sorry for jumping mid-story but i got so excited 
crested over this this ridge. I heard something rustling rustling in the brush. Oh man, I got I was like, all right, <laughs> I did it again. You know, like I, you know. <laughs> or didn't do it again, but just, you know, like I did it, like, you know, I crested the edge. I got something knocked an arrow, started tiptoeing over into where I heard it. And I looked down and there's another dang cow. I was like, man, I pulled a dang Eric. Uh, <laughs> I well, got ex- excited over cows. <laughs> you know what? I, I got to tell you, uh, same exact thing happened to me on Sunday. I, 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 I I'll talk about mine later, but since we're kind of there, I don't want to forget about it, but same exact thing. I'm walking the trail, getting, uh, heading back toward the truck. And, uh, all of a sudden I hear all this ruffling around in the trees and I'm like, Oh man, there's, there's a whole herd right here, you know? And <laughs> I knock an arrow and I get all excited and I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You know? And I'm, I'm like, okay, you know, make sure that you see horns, you know? Cause I mean, they're right there. And, um, and I finally saw like a tail move and kind of look a little closer, you know, and it was thick and a little dark. And I'm like, man, it's a cow. So, you know, so totally took the wind out of my cells on it. But anyway, go ahead. I just kind of wanted to add in there. Same thing. I, I, those cows got me again. (laughs) Well, I thought I was going to have a little bit more of an experience too, because it didn't know I was there. So I just sat down on the trail, you know, I was like, well, kind of come down off that little adrenaline rush that I had. Yep. <laughs> so I sat down on the trail and it doesn't know I'm there and it's just feeding along and it, it starts, it turns and starts coming like right at me. And it, and like, it had its head down chewing and it got fairly close. I was like, what, you know, I didn't know quite what to do, what I was going to do, but I moved a little bit and it looked over at me and then it caught me and it kind of jumped out of the way, but but anyways, uh, so, so like those footsteps that, that I heard, I don't think it was a cow cause we didn't come across any cows that morning or, you know, we didn't see anything, but it was just kind of, so we did a little circle trying to see if we can see it and whatever it was, was already gone. But it was like one of those things that if it was an elk, I feel like we should have seen it, you know, like an elk is big enough, could have been a deer or it just was a really sneaky elk, you know, it's hard to say. So we did a little loop and as I was sitting in there and I was telling them about the night before in this area that I was, that, that we're in, that uh, I noticed like all these trees had like scrapes in them, you know, like, and, uh, and it wasn't just like one or two, but it was in the, in the Quakies and the Aspens, but it was like a, this whole like Aspen stand had these marks in them. And I was like, you know, like I've seen that, I've seen porcupines chew on them but i was like this uh, this was one busy little porcupine to uh to get as many trees that they were and uh he's like oh he's like you know about that he's like it just so happened that you know my cousin i was talking to my cousin and we got some it, anyways who's a guide and he we got talking about that and he's like oh no that's elk like they'll go through and they'll eat the bark and stuff out off the off those quakies and uh, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And that makes a lot of sense. Like, I get, it did look like, you know, like now that with that, like, that there is, it was a herd going through there at some point. Cause it, you know, it was, it wasn't like two or three trees. It, you know, look at this whole stand of quakies had bite marks in them, which was kind of interesting. But uh, so, yeah, so I hunted there for a couple of days and he you know, showed me some places where he's been seeing some elk and earlier in the year than later where he thought where they might be. And I kind of stayed in the area for a few days and did some big loops. One of my loops got cut, cut short because of rain or thunder. There's some thunder bumpers coming in scared. That scared me too. I want to do some, uh, <laughs> research on uh lightning safety or something because <laughs> i was like at first i thought it was a bomb going off because there's a couple like deep rumbles ah. and uh and i was like oh, i was saying oh, i'm fine so I, I keep going deeper and deeper and deeper and i dropped down off this this ridge and i was gonna walk up this other wash the other side and do this big old loop come back up to the truck and as i was doing that like i looked up and like there was just 
I had a couple loud cracks just going off above me and some deep, you know, like thunder and the clouds were just darker than dark. <laughs> they were pretty dark. So as I was going back, I had this choice to go up this one ravine that take me farther from the truck. This other ravine that, you know, like would lead kind of back to the truck. So I took the shorter route and got back there and it sounds probably like a sissy, but uh, I, I got there just before the rain did and, I sat in the truck for a little bit, mm. but, but, you know, like there was no sign. And then it happened to me again. One, I was going to, I went out hunting, took off behind camp where I was camped and I came across one little rub and uh, I was getting kind of excited. And uh, it was in this like tree stand, but there was a lot of those uh, widow makers, you know, mm-hmm. like those trees that have fall over still in the tree. Yeah. Which that didn't bother me. What bothered me was that the wind started to pick up. And so, and I was like, this probably isn't the smartest thing to be is in this tree stand with all these widow makers in it and uh, a windstorm coming through. So I, I just, I came, went to back, back to camp fairly early, which I don't know. I, I mean, there's probably some place where I could have went, but I was just was like, I, I don't want to be, in this tree stand i think sometimes it's uh not a bad move i mean just you know call it for what it is and well that's that's the hard part like you know you like that calling it for what it is because it's that there's that macho side too you know where it's like oh i'm nothing scares me i'm gonna i'm gonna be right here but um you know i was like and then i was like i'm the only one here but i'm here by myself like this just isn't safe so i i backed out of it then, I think it was a smart move, personally. Why, thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if you wouldn't have backed out, there's a possibility I might be doing the podcast tonight by myself. <laughs> True. be looking for Joe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good possibility, too. <laughs> uh, but uh, so then I went up to this other, another spot. So I tried it. So this area, my first area, I had a couple areas I wanted. So. I'm trying to explain it like, you know, I did have a plan. Like I had this area and I had a couple of sections within this area that I wanted, wanted to check out. My whole mentality was if I keep going deeper and deeper, not deeper and deeper, but, you know, doing these loops, going down in these draws, I will at some point kick up elk. And uh, I went out this one ridge and the this one road is this this ridge and as i was doing so i met some horse riders and uh this road as it continued around it turned into like not quite it was like kind of a four by four road but it was like very rocky and it was you know very a very slow pace like it wasn't like oh look there's a rock it was like every you're rolling over rocks continuously so i didn't want to go down that that road too far i didn't want to beat my truck up but anyways, these horse riders I, I got talking to, then they're all like, oh, yeah, we bumped into one guy that that did have an elk down, a little five-point back in there a long ways. But they, they were on there checking cows, and uh, they said they didn't see any elk. And I should have pumped them a little bit more for information now that, you know, thinking about it, because evidently they have cows up there. They spent some time up there, so they, you know, like probably – had some information on how to, where to go for them. Yeah. Or maybe what they do, uh, you know, like what they've seen in the past. But I went down, went up down this ridge and uh, came across probably the freshest elk sign, like one, <laughs> one turd that looked fairly recent, <laughs> a lot more recent than everything else I came across. And, and then, uh, went down another ridge came across an old i think it was an old mine mm. an old gold mine or something and the only reason like it was in this little saddle on the one side of the hillside it it was dug out and like you can tell like they throw all the tailings on the side but usually like there's timbers across the front of it which they could have been cut uh buried but there was this trench that was man-made and uh but again like i did all these long walks but I come across the elk sign, like they'd been there, but nothing like they were there this week or last week, you know, it, it felt very old. 
and just little sign. So anyways, so I was talking, I got reception, called my wife and I was telling her, I was like, you know, I got this other area that Dennis told me about and that I, I was, it was kind of funny. Like I was I already had this as a plan B and Dennis is like, Oh, you can head, head over here too. Like I've been over there. I was like, Oh, that's where I've been my plan B. So he gave me some, some pins that, you know, where he's kind of seen stuff too. And so I was, I was talking to my wife, I was, you know, telling her, I was like, I think I need to move. And, and I kind of went through the reasons like I've been, I covered a lot of ground and I haven't seen any fresh sign. And, uh, and she's like, well, it sounds like you need to move. <laughs> and I was like, no, I just need to hunt harder. You know, like <laughs> I ain't going to get licked. <laughs> and then I was like, no, you're right. Like the sign isn't here. That's, you know, like that isn't like a lack of trying to find something. I was like, it just isn't. And I'm sure they're there. I just felt like, you know, like with, in order to get to them, I had to go deeper into the woods back further. And, you know, now I'm not set up to like, it was more like an overnight camping trip in the backwoods, you know, yeah, not set up to do that. And I didn't really want to do that. So I went over to this other spot and, uh, I got in there, took off went hunting uh <laughs> threw out a couple bugles and then finally threw one out and i got i got a response and i was like oh all right <laughs> and it, then it turned in now what do i do never had this before <laughs> and i was like you know so i you know i did like the whole chuckle and and bugling and i'd break trees and they're going at it and i felt like i had one coming in um, but it, I don't know if it was a squirrel or not, but like, I felt like I heard some, well, I heard some snaps and, but like nothing big coming, but I just felt it sounded and felt different than, than a squirrel moving, but it was probably me wanting it to be it. But I had that. So I had, I actually had two, two bugles going. I had one down below me and one up above me. And, uh, and being that, you know, we, we've been talking about thermals and windage and, and stuff. So I was like mid, mid, mid mountain, you know, like I wasn't down on the bottom of the mountain. I wasn't up high on the mountain and the bull above me, I was like, well, the wind's blowing up. There's no way I'm going to be able to, I have to do a big old loop to get around and get on top of him. And so I was like, I'm just going to go after the one where my wind's already good. Because all, all I'm looking for is a bull. <laughs> I don't care how big he is or what, it, what he is. I'm just after one. So I chased him for a little bit. Hit bugle. He's, his bugles kind of stayed somewhat close. And then they, they just got to where they faded out. And the one above me, he was fading out. He was already fading as he was bugling back to me. And uh, so I was like, well, there's, you know, he's, he's, I can hear he's leaving the area. And the other one, not only was a wind good, but he sounded like he was staying close, but that's the one that I thought I heard, thought he was coming in on me, but I think it was more my imagination wanting it to work than, than him actually coming. But it was kind of the other interesting thing too. So I kept, as I was working on that bowl, I kind of stayed along the same, uh, what do you like elevation line mm-hmm. and as i did that i was coming across some good sign like good sign is like some fresh turds and a couple of scrapes and then i was coming up to a bowl in this little in this mountainside so i wanted to get up get the wind above me or me above the bowl that so that way the, the wind you know was pushing my scent up and so as I, it was kind of interesting as I worked my way above that elevation line, all the fresh sign went away. And, uh, like I'd still come across a couple, couple, you know, indications that there was elk there, but, and then as I dropped back down to that elevation line, it picked up on fresher sign. And then as I got, and then as I got to the top of that bowl, I let out some uh some bugles nothing bugled back so i just made my started making my way down in that that area and i came across the spring and uh which i don't think was on the map um and then as i 
I came across like a, it looked like a bull was trying to make a wallow. Um, like it was just like a little spring, like he stepped in it, but it wasn't quite big enough to, it was kind of in the rocks too. A lot of rock slides in this area. And so it wasn't like he was able to really do much with it. And then, but as I kept going downhill, I found, I found a big wallow and nothing didn't look anything worked it. Like recently all the water was like settled and cleared, mm-hmm. but, uh, it was a good size wallow and all sorts of fresh side down through there. And so like, I was trying to process, I don't, maybe it's a question if you guys are listening and made it this far, which I hope you have, um, <laughs> Uh, if you're listening and can understand, I don't know if I'm doing a good enough um, identification of the area, but I don't know if it was a bedding area because it wasn't like there's was an awful lot of feed, but I didn't see that many beds made, you know, like if, but, or if it's, if maybe due to my lack of knowledge of elk, uh, maybe the elk don't always go back to the same bedding area. So it's not going to be like repeatable beds. Does mm. that make sense? Kind of. I mean, kind of with you, but like, I, but it just was odd because like, you know, there was so much sign in there, but it wasn't like the greatest of feed. So it's almost, I, I, I guess I'm trying to comprehend as if, if I was in a bedding area okay. or, or yeah, a transition zone. Mm, that's an interesting thought. But then like the down in the valley, as I was, that's, I walked out the bottom and uh, there was definitely feeding there, but, you know, I kind of felt like I was in that sheep predicament that I was last time was like, there was no, no turds down, no elk turds. There was some cow patties down in there, but like, you know, I don't know if the elk just, I felt like if it, if the elk were in there, there should have been some elk turds in there, but there wasn't. So like in my head, I'm like, okay, now uh, I got to try to find where they're feeding, I guess. But anyways, so my next part of the hunt, I went around the, this ridge, this mountainside where the saddle was and uh, was going to hike up to the top of that saddle and see if I can come across that bull. And, uh, and as I was hiking up on the backside, I was driving in, I didn't pass any other cars. And it just got done raining and I didn't see any other tracks. And uh, I start hiking up to get to the top of the saddle. And I have to navigate these some rock shoots and or rock slides. And not slides, it's just very rocky area. And I let a bugle out and I get a bugle coming back at me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. And again, it's like, what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh so like I, you know, I pulled in, dug in my pocket, pulled out my uh, wind sniffer stuff, you know, direction indicator. So I squirted that and it, and it was blowing downhill. I was like, oh, I got to, I got to take off downhill so I can get, you know, like below the, the bowl. So that way he doesn't sniff me. So as I'm doing that, I'm kind of bugling here and there and he keeps bugling back at me. And, and, uh, and I think my other problem, so uh anyways i'm like trying to think okay how now what do i do bugle and and i get to a part all right i think i i think i'm good and low enough i'm gonna grab a stick i start raking and and trying to bugle at the same time i'm like man i wish i had eric here (laughs) i need someone bugling and calling for me because like trying to hold my bow in one hand you know and calling and bugling and raking (laughs) yeah turns one band band (laughs) quite the chore yeah yeah and uh and so it, he kind of quiets up and then and it sounds like he's starting it so i threw out another bugle and it sounds like he's further away and then i have another bugle coming off from another direction i'm like whoa i got another bugle going on <laughs> and so but i was like well i know i got one up here so i'm gonna stay on this one and so i i bumped down a little further because i don't know if you know like the bull's trying to get the wind in his favor so I'm going off, I guess, playing that playing defense, trying to bump down a little further. I end up on uh, finding a little road, and uh, I'm like, well, this is great. You know, I can kind of run down this road and maybe catch up to them. And as I'm doing so, I cut some fresh tracks. So it was just one, one, one set of tracks. I'm like, that's probably the bull. 
And uh, but now that I think about it, I'll have, I wanted those other. Now I'm jumping the stories. So, anyways, I, <laughs> he, I can tell he's like he's long gone. Mm-hmm. I throw out a bugle and it's just very faint. I'm like, well, shoot, he's gone. So I was like, well, I'll bump down the the road I drove in on was beneath me now. So I was like, I'll just bump down on the other side of the road, throw some bugles out there. Maybe that other one will fire back up. I catch the road and uh, I look at the road and there's boot tracks. There's two boot tracks in it. And I was like, and they're walking from the direction that I parked. And uh, I was like, I was the only one down there parked. And and I was like, the road did continue. So I was like, well, they could be further down there, but like, it's, it's kind of a four wheeler trail. Like my truck can make it, but like I had to pull a log out of the way to get past it. Like, you know, so I know there oh, wasn't other, other trucks down beneath me and uh, I was like, well, it could be a four wheeler, but kind of doubt it anyways. So back to the story, like I was saying, um, I look at the tracks and they're kind of going up the road and down the road. So I think they heard me bugling and uh, they're trying to figure out what was going on. But like I said, those other tracks, I don't know if the, uh, if those guys kicked out that, that those tracks that I saw or not, but anyways, I'm sitting there and, and all of a sudden, like I'm, I I'm standing there and I hear a bugle go off and I'm like, Oh, those guys jumped down the other side of the road and let a bugle out. So I took off down the road and I was like, I'm going to go past my truck. And like, it's too late now to, to go up over the mountain. So I'll just go down, down past my truck and see what happens. So I went down past my truck a ways. And then I got looking at the map and realized that like the road I was on connected to another trail and that trail connected back up to the road. So I think those guys just hopped on that trail or the first thing this morning in the morning. And I guess it was evening. So I think they were just doing an all-day hike around on that. They made a loop. And uh, anyway, so I come. I noticed on my map that there's like a reprod, new clearing area. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to walk up through that. And as I do it, I'm just going to throw out some bugles. So every 30, 40 yards, 80 yards, I just would uh, um, throw out a bugle. And I get towards the end of it where kind of getting into the darker timber, old growth looking stuff. I'm standing there staring it, kind of staring that direction, and I hear a whistle. And I it, and it wasn't, it was kind of I was like, man, it sounds more like a bird than a human, you know, like it just didn't have like the same wind up or let down. Okay. Like a, like a straight whistle. But I was like staring at it or staring that direction. And I was like, this is kind of weird. But I was like not thinking much of it. And I throw out a bugle. I think it whistled one more, something whistled one more time. And then I threw out another bugle. Then I got a, a, a bugle in response. But like, I was like, man, if it's somebody, like, I feel like they would like be waving their hands or like saying, hey, we're here or something, you know, like. Yeah. So I checked the wind and again, I was like, well, if it's coming in, I got to drop downhill again. So I took off dropping downhill, bugling, but it never, never bugled back. So just left one bugle and then left you? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so I don't, like I said, but that whistle is throwing me off. Yeah, the whole, that whole thing, yeah. It's crazy the things you uh, see in the woods sometimes. Right, and I was like, was that elk trying to bugle and it was whistling instead? <laughs> yeah. Maybe, huh? That, I mean, that could happen. Maybe it's not quite fired up to lay out the bugles yet and just testing out his bugles. Maybe as a young bull just trying to test it all out. Right. Seeing what it was all about, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. And maybe that's what it was whenever he heard you because you bugled back, right, after you heard the bugle. Yeah, Yeah. maybe maybe it was a young bull and he got scared. It was like, "Ah, I don't want no part of this. I was just just playing. (laughs) Well, that's like they're kind of along those lines. Like I got, I think that like my bugle tube, it's one of those Primo's ones that has like this little, I guess a little 
reed built into it, a little diaphragm thing. And that's what you use to blow a bugle, but I can never get like a good growl into it. You know, like I try to do like the, the, the little diaphragm, you know, the, after the, how, what do you call that? No, I know what you're talking like the, the ooh, roll. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, I try to try to ooh. get that growl and stuff going on. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't get it to do it properly. So I don't think I was quite like, sounding like i should so my next investment on being a in a bugle tube <laughs> that's probably what it was they're like oh shoot people are out again they're trying right. to call us right listen to this guy <laughs> he's got one of those primos ones <laughs> right <laughs> heard it once heard it a thousand times <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey larry listen to this guy <laughs> That's probably what it was, man. I'll, I'll, I'll let him feel good about himself. Let out a bugle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's probably what it was. It's probably more of a, like, nice try. <laughs> right. Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that, that was my, my hunt. I wish I would have kicked over a little sooner to that area. Yeah. I was definitely into them. Now it's kind of toward the last days of your hunt. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I got excited though. That was, that was fun. It was fun to get excited. Every time I was like, here, it's, it, it could happen right here, right now. You know, <laughs> bring in your skills or hone, you know, stay calm. Start talking myself in, trying to plan out the next situation, you know, trying to stay mentally prepared. So that way I didn't, you know, see a bull coming up, be like, okay, now what? Pull up your bow and draw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's what it's about, closing the distance, trying to trying to, you know, win all those little battles, trying to do everything right. I right. mean, you definitely were considering everything. I mean, your wind and everything, you know, running trying to run down the the draws to make sure you didn't get blown out of there through, with the wind. I mean, you're doing everything you can, you know, it's just, they're going to, they're going to give you what they give you. And that's right. And I don't know too, I'm now thinking about it. Those, those other guys, like they weren't that all that far from me and they could have ruined that first bugling, you know, that when I was hiking up that hill or heading up those saddles, those, those guys could have ruined it for me and could not, not necessarily been me. It probably could have been them doing yeah. something that ruined it for me. That's oh, what for I'm, I'm going to say. It wasn't my fault. For sure. For sure. That's the hard thing about these over the counter hunts. I mean, just having so many other people in there and, you know, I mean, you don't know if you're actually bugling in another person or an actual bull sometimes. I mean, right. There's so many, well, there's like, so many variables, but I mean, it's, it's all part of the game, but that's, that's like when I, when I, my first bull, I had bugling at me, I was like, uh, but that's another hunter, you know, because like, I'll, I'll kind of, I mean, my, my story is not, I only had one day of hunting, but I'll kind of get into it. But that, that I feel like that's kind of my problem is, for me personally, I, I, I assume that it's another hunter uh, before I assume that it's an elk, you know? <laughs> right. So. But um, I can, that, I, that sums up my hunting experience. A lot of weight, a lot of walking and ended on a high note, but with an empty tag. <laughs> yeah, well. There's still got a little more chances for the year, so hopefully, yeah. hopefully, some comes about. Um, well, I'll just cut cut into mine then. Try to keep this thing going at whatever pace it's going. Uh, yeah. So I only had Sunday to hunt, which I think this week. I'm I'm I don't even know if I'll get Sunday. We got all kinds of stuff going on, so on and so forth, but. Uh, this week I'm hunting, uh, or this last weekend I hunted, 
up in the same area, kind of a different, or I was in the same general area, but I went, I moved to, to a different mountain range, I guess. Um, anyways, got there a little bit later than I wanted to got there just right at nine, a little before, or was it nine or eight? I can't remember now. Cause now that I'm thinking about it, I thought that I got there at like eight. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm kind of getting lost in track, but um, got every, got ready, got everything out of the truck, closed the door, and I I kid you not, I go I start going down in this little little draw, and uh, and it looks pretty good. But right away, I hear I hear three cow cow calls, and uh, they were kind of back to back, and and I froze. I didn't quite know what to do. I wasn't expecting to like get into any activity and this is kind of where I, I was saying where I kind of assume more hunters than elk. And I yeah. kind of chalked it up as that. I thought it was another hunter, you know, and I'm looking around, I'm trying to, you know, I'm assuming that, uh, that it's a bow hunter and they're all in camo and, and maybe there was, they probably watched me walk around forever laughing at me or whatever to themselves. <laughs> but, uh, I thought it was another hunter. So, you know, cause I, I was just kind of amazed I mean, I literally closed the door, walked out, started going down into the draw. I was trying to get down to the bottom as fast as possible uh, for windage purposes. I was trying to, you know, stay at the bottom as much as possible and uh, work my way up the other side. So I didn't want to hang out too much on top there. And like right away, I just hear the three cow calls and I'm like, you know, I I ended up sticking around there for probably a good 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, nothing was really popping up. Nothing. I mean, it just seemed like it was, you know, I thought I heard a little bit of movement uh, in the brush a few times, but never could uh, spot anything. So I was like, well, I wanted to get up to this area where they were supposedly bugling at. So I wanted to get there. And that was kind of the part of the m- mindset too. You know, I wish I would have, because looking back, I wish I would have stuck around even longer, maybe even changed my tactics, but I was trying to get to this certain pin. And since I was trying to get to that pin, I was like, ah, you know what? I, I, I heard, I heard that they're up in this area. I want to get over there. So that was like my whole thinking. Now I'm looking back going, you should have maybe changed some tactics or worked around it or did something different than what you did. But uh, that's only, you know, if I would have ended up successful, it wouldn't even mattered. So, you know, that's just after the fact, after I didn't get nothing, but worked the draw, came up to uh, this one spot. I'm creeping along, trying to be as quiet as I can. And, you know, that's the one thing I, I, I don't know. Like, I love, I love hunting with a partner. You know, I love it more than solo hunt, but the one thing with solo hunt, is you can really slow things down and be extra quiet. And uh, I kind of like that a little bit, you know, like there's a little bit of an appeal to it, I guess. Yeah. I'd prefer to hunt with somebody, you know, I'm not saying it's more fun than hunt because half of the culture of hunting is just having your buddies and doing the thing together and stuff. But, but uh, there is kind of, once you get used to hunting by yourself and there's, there's a little bit of a, um, you find little things that you enjoy about it, I guess. And so that's one thing is like being extra quiet. But anyways, I got to a certain point where I, I kicked up something. And to me, I mean, I'm thinking elk, you know, I yeah. it could have been a deer. It could have been a cow. Um, I never did see it. And th- this was a different time period than the, than what I was saying whenever I saw the cows, saw the cows later on kind of heading back to the truck. But when I, when, when the, whatever it was kicked up, it was so weird because it was thick, but it wasn't thick. I, I was like that kind of movement and everything. I feel like I should be seeing something. I'm looking yeah. at it. it. It felt like it was right there within 15, 20 yards in front of me. I'm looking as hard as I can. And I'm, 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 I hear all this, you know, branches breaking and all this like movement. Like it was scared. Like, Oh crap. You know, what's that right there? And, never seen it never never could lay eyes on it and i got a little distracted because there was deadfall and so i'm trying to negotiate i'm trying to figure out a way to get a peek 
And in my mind, I'm like, well, I want to, I'm going to try to climb up over here. And I start just getting into this really thick deadfall. Well, that kind of distracts me because I'm trying to be quiet and negotiate the deadfall. And so I pretty much just like lose concentration of this movement that I saw. And it just trips me out how that worked. Because like I said, I mean, it, it seemed like it was 15, 20 yards in front of me. I mean, I had my arrow knocked everything, (laughs) never laid eyes on this thing. And I'm like, that is such a trip. It's just weird. And like I said, it was thick, but it wasn't, I don't know how to really paint that picture any better, but it just, it was like, yeah, there's some brush here and stuff. And, but I feel like I should have been able to lay eyes on whatever it was moving, but I could not see it. And it was just, just kind of a mind trip how that worked. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I worked that, uh, got through all that deadfall kind of got tired after that. I was, well, yeah, that was a lot of work. Uh, got to the top. And uh, when I was kind of in the deadfall, the wind was blowing a little bit and I smelled, I guess uh, what I was telling myself, I'm like, I smell death. You know, I smell dead. And uh, uh, kind of let that, let my nose follow that and found a, found a carcass there, a cow carcass. Cow elk uh, or? Cow elk. Yeah. Yeah cow elk carcass and this year uh yeah yeah i'm pretty sure it was in the last few weeks it, it stank pretty bad so i'm kind of wondering kind of thinking it might have been opener um just because uh, how bad it smelled but i mean i don't know i'm i'm not i'm not a coroner so i you mean you really cut it open you. and try to find uh a... well there was really nothing to cut open but oh. uh just just its head was there and and its legs so whoever got it quartered it up packed oh down, you know, okay obviously so okay um, so it was it wasn't like it was a whole carcass laying there it was gotcha yeah and and oh i guess i guess uh part of the reason i found it was the birds the birds have been chewing it up and everything else but yeah the, it was it was half a carcass or whatever gotcha. the legs were cut off and and uh but yeah the the crows or ravens whatever they are they all start flying away from it so i was like oh it must be right over there and i could smell it really good making me gag a little bit you know it smells so bad but i walked up to it actually took a picture whoever got it uh left their water bottles behind Uh so i took a picture of it kind of kind of disgusted me a little bit i wasn't even going to really bring that up in the podcast but here we are so um (laughs) But yeah, so that was, that was, uh, I don't know what that was, but, but it got me thinking though, because I knew that there was, there was, I heard, I got Intel that there was activity in that area and, um, and there probably still was, don't get me wrong, but, uh, I started kind of wondering, I'm like, well, you know, here's this carcass. I know another guy that got an elk. Uh, I know it wasn't that elk because that elk was a cow and the, other guy that i knew got an elk in that same area got a bull so um so i was like well maybe this area is kind of blowing out you know maybe it's been hit kind of hard and blown out a little bit so so i was kind of thinking that you know i was like well, maybe that's why whenever it came to sign everything was like it seemed like it was anywhere from maybe i can't really judge sign but it, it didn't seem exactly fresh. It, it was fresh ish if you will, wasn't, you know, it was kind of dried out and everything. And so I was like, well, I just didn't feel like much was in that area. Pretty long hike. Uh, started, got up on, worked my way up on top of where I wanted to go. I got to the top. And uh, by the time I got there, it was after, it was five, six o'clock, whatever it was. And so I was like, well, better start circling back to the truck. So I started circling back, ran into a black powder, uh, rifle hunter, talked to him for a minute. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny, the Intel that people give you sometimes, you know, I wish I had more to give them because I didn't really have much, but, uh, except for there's nothing back that way. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't see nothing back that way. No, (laughs) but, but, you know, sometimes it's, it's funny how people just open up, you know, he was like, Oh yeah. You know, I, had some trail cameras up here and it's like, there's a spike running around here, a four point and two, six points. Hmm. And I'm like, dang, man, I'm 
wish I could come across those. Yeah. But he said, but he was like, he, he said, uh, the black powder opens up a couple weeks after, after, um, archery does. And he said that, that the, uh, those elk, he was seeing them every day in that area. And then the, the day before his opener for black powder, uh, they were gone. He said that they weren't on the trail camera anymore. So he's pretty sure that they're, they left the area. And uh, so that's what, you know, that's, that's kind of that. And, and, uh, but it was kind of cool Intel. Cause I'm like, well, I know there's a couple six points in this area. You yeah. know, so I'm, I'm like, <laughs> so I'm hoping whenever I go back, I'll, I'll get a little more or I'll, I'll hit that area again and kind of just keep hitting it. Uh, hopefully, hopefully come across something, keep working the area. And it's a cool little area. I, I'm surprised that we never found it. Well, that's the thing is, is, uh, so actually that area. And if the guy never, if, if I would have never got the Intel that there was elk in there, I probably would have never thought about walking in there. Cause whenever you look at it from the road, you're like, Ooh, that's one thick side, but it, it's dark and it's, it's thick, but it's walkable. It's actually, there's steep parts and stuff, but it's pretty walkable. It's not, it's not like a bunch of scrub oak. Like we have, we've had, it's pretty walkable. (laughs) Gotcha. And uh, uh, there was only that one part, that one Ridge that I was walking up that, that uh, like right in the middle of it uh, turned into a lot of deadfall and stuff. And cause that was what, that was a little bit of the Intel that that guy gave me whenever he's like, yeah, they're bugling up in this area. And he dropped a pin for me, you know, really. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I kind of owe him big time because <laughs> it was cool that he gave me the, what happened was he got successful and didn't need the information anymore. So he <laughs> shared it, but yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah. He dropped the pin for me and he was like, yeah, they're bugling up in here. And, and so, uh, and he told, he told me, he said, yeah, it's kind of rough hiking. So I'm, I'm preparing for this like really rough, like, oh man, you know, I'm wishing that I never would have went here hike and 90 or well, three quarters of it. I'm like, I'm like, man, this ain't that bad. I don't know what he was talking about, you know? And then, uh-huh. and then I hit that Ridge where all the deadfall was. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is what he was talking about. This sucks. So, uh-huh. but yeah. So anyways, uh, that's kind of my plan. Uh, after I talked to that black powder, uh, rifle hunter, I was, uh, I pretty much head back to the truck. Now I'm kind of condensing my story, but it did take me about eight hours to do all this. So I spent majority of the day out in the woods, taking it real nice and slow, took a lot of breaks. Uh, my cow calling, I still haven't started bugling yet because I haven't heard a lot of bugles. Right. I've been kind of waiting to see if I hear an elk bugle uh, first and then try to bugle back. That's been my tactic this year. Maybe I should change it up a little bit because I haven't really, you know, maybe I should try to get them going. But that was what it was, was I heard, I heard advice. Don't bugle till you start hearing bugles. And because of that, I'm like, well, I'm going to try that. Right. And see how it works. Cause once I start hearing bugles, then I know that it's on, you know, they're, they're uh, turned on, ready to yeah. go. And that, that was the idea behind it. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to roll with that tactic. I'll just do cow calls and see where that gets me. But, but I've been excited. Cause I'm like, all I want to do is just call a bull and, you know, do lay out some bugles, call a bull and see what happens, you know, see if I could bring this thing, bring, 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 uh, bring a big old bull home to mama. So right uh <laughs> so, see honey all this is worth something <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so um i'm i'm excited to lay down a bugle but i've been i've been really really uh i haven't been aggressive with the bugles so far just for that reason that i'm kind of waiting till they're in the thick of it and they're they're really really getting into it and and uh ready to go so uh which actually this weekend Hopefully I can get out Sunday. It's going to be another one day or, but then I, I I think I have like five or six days off toward the end of the, so I'm going to utilize all that time to, and that'll be when they're really thick into the bugling. So it's, I still have a lot of hope and uh, I think I have a pretty good chance of bringing something home. You know, it's just, 
especially because of that five days off, you know, I'm going to have all, well, it's going to be later in the season. So less people are going to be hunting. You know, this is what you got to deal with whenever you're over the counter hunting is the beginning of the season or the few weekends or week or whatever, you know, everybody's out trying to get their elk, but then they start getting fatigued and want to get home and blah, blah, blah. And by the end of the season, you're out there, you know, there might still be hunters out there, but a lot of people started fading out. You know, some of them got successful. Some of them like chalked it up and said, ah, I'm not getting nothing this year. I'll just chalk it up. And, or some of them have obligations like work or whatever, you know? So, so I'm, especially during the week, I feel like that's always like the best time, right? Like if I could, I would always just, I would rather during the hunting season, I'd rather work my job during the week, during the weekend and then go hunting all week. If I could, you know, flip it around, that would be pretty sweet. If I could actually (laughs) do something like that, I might work that in next year, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) But honestly, because a lot of people, you know, everybody, I mean, even I went up Sunday and on the way up, campers and you know i heard all the way through there you know people were leaving i i got there fairly early but people were leaving early on sunday heading back home for the night for the for the week so um so yeah i mean i think it's pretty beneficial to actually pull up camp on sunday night and then hunt the rest of the week because people are going to be fading out till friday night and then they all start coming back again right so that's my little hot tip i guess it's just something that I've always noticed. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that's also, how, I was going to say, that's, that's what I noticed, too, was, like, Sunday people were leaving, and, I, you know, like I was like, all right, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, there's something to it, I think. And the other thing, though, too, that especially this year, I've kind of taken more note of it is it's just hunting all day. Uh, I mean, I've I've went back to camp – almost every day, but it's like for a quick hour or something and I'm driving back out to, or, or even walking back out. But if I like, Oh, you know what? This area didn't show nothing. I'm going to drive over here, whatever it is. Uh, start look, you know, driving through and seeing other campers and it kind of seems like they're hanging it up for the day. And I'm like, well, cool. Like I, I don't have to worry about them, you know? And, yeah. And then the other thing too is, you don't see a lot of people like, you know, you get, you get that mile in the woods, not even that. And you just don't see people, man. There, a lot of people are just trying to watch those roads, you know, watch that 50 feet on both sides. <laughs> right. <laughs> hoping, hoping that something hops out. And Hey, you cover a lot of land that way. I don't think it's a bad thing all the time. I think it, it, it works. It, sometimes it may work more often than not, but, but, uh, cause you do cover so much land in a vehicle, but, but, uh, I feel like sometimes you get those ridges or you get those, uh, you get out there a little bit and you get those woods all to yourself a little, you know, a lot more than a guy realizes all, all you gotta do is walk up one steep ridge and you pretty much have the whole mountain to yourself for the most part. Right. I mean, it's a little bit of an overstatement. There's some diehards out there, but that's my mentality is I'm always like, well, I'd rather be the, the, the select few than the, than the very many. Right. And the select few are out there on top, you know, climbing up a ridge. Right. So hopefully it works out for me though. I mean, I'm talking a big, I'm talking a big game here and, and Joe, you probably taught me some of that though, too. I mean, some of the stuff you've taken me up. I'm like, well, I guess this is what we do. <laughs> Yeah, I probably have. <laughs> uh, there will be. There's more to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's fun though. It's good. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Have you Have you noticed? Um, so there's a couple things, I guess, kind of rounding out, finishing it this out. Well, first of all, were you gonna say something? No. Okay. Well, have you noticed like you're getting in better shape? Yeah, like I've, I've, you know, I was doing, I was doing anywhere between five to three mile loops, you know, every time going out and twice a day. Saying so like the last one coming up out the last, my last little one uphill, 
like I felt like I was doing well, it wasn't that as steep, but I felt like I was doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I've been noticing it too. Just I'm I'm just not feeling as fatigued and but even the day after, like, you know, like I was I, I thought I'd be doing a little bit worse, I guess, you know, like, but I had so I bought a shelf. I don't think we've mentioned it on the podcast yet, but I bought a shelf for the back of my truck. And so that was my home, which was nice. I tell you, like, it was nice to just be like, I'm gonna camp here, you know, instead of like driving all the way back to camp to my tent and be like, Oh, here's a spot. And this is it. And I, it was, and so I had it set up. I could leave my, I had my cot that I put in the back of the truck. And then I just left that set up and I could slide in my cooler and my food bin right beside it. And there in like my little water jug thing and my propane tank. And I just could slide that in and out without like, you know, that big of a deal or unmaking my bed. So it worked pretty slick and I slept pretty good too. Like it was, I was quite comfortable. <laughs> That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. See, yeah, me and Joe. So I, I was like, I've, I've went back and forth on this so much, but since we're kind of doing the, the camper shell thing, speaking of that, like, I was like, I don't know if I want to overland tent or, you know, and uh, I want to build my Toyota up in this certain way, but I I've kind of came back to it. You know, what it is is whenever I'm out there hunting or I'm going to one spot and I'm like, I'm like, Oh dude, like I don't want to wake up and drive over to this spot. It'd be nice if I could just, pull up camp and then in the morning just hop out and go and uh, me and joe kind of had a conversation about that a couple weekends ago too just that exact scenario and and so all that like i don't know if i want to overland i'm like back on the i'm like you know what i think i do want an overland tent now like for that purpose you know like yeah just being able to hop out of hop out of camp and and just go you know so yeah, like it was kind of like the only offset, like I said, is I had to throw my cooler and my my food box back in. So like I had to go up and down out of the truck to unload, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah, well, and you don't have the tents flopping in and out all night that's, when the wind blows. And that's a, that was another big thing too. Is like I got a lot more peaceful sleep because like it wasn't like the wind blow move the tent. And like you wake up and like, what was that? Oh, just yeah. the wind. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's kind of a sense of security and a kind of a harder shell too. a little yeah. you know, more than a tent anyway, being yeah. off the ground too and everything else. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe, maybe we could do a segment for struggling hunters that when we get a little bigger or whatever, where we, we actually start building our vehicles. Cause I know you have plans with your Explorer and we start building them up for this overland thing. Yeah. Maybe we should start saving up to just get that. True. To get a couple of those. Yeah. And start working that out or put it on your pickup. Maybe just do your work, your pickup that way. Could do that as well. Yeah. Fairly easy. Yeah. But it'd be kind of fun to do like a little segment for our channel. True. But, uh, true. Yeah. What were we, uh, so, so you yeah. said you had a couple of questions. One's being in shape. And we oh yeah, down. yeah, yeah. And then have you uh, have you been losing much lbs from our little gentleman's bet? Uh, so I'm still down three pounds, but I thought I'd lose a little little bit more week weight this week. <laughs> but uh, I made sure to plan like some good meals. Like it wasn't anything excessive. I just made sure I had enough, <laughs> and uh, I didn't drop all that much, which I'm kind of depressed. Not depressed, but like put out a little bit because like I covered some miles and uh like i i guess it, you know I, I maintained where i was at so like i'm still down but like i thought for sure i'd come home and be down like another 10 or something yeah well i, I so i'm same story here i mean we gotta dial it in but you know i feel like the the through this main hunting season that we're doing right now like i'm not too worried about it because i know i'm getting the exercise right at, but uh same thing i actually i actually so i dropped like two and i was like oh man the, the whenever me and me and joe were texting back and forth to each other whenever we decided this this challenge and uh he's like oh i dropped five and i'm like oh i'm down two and and i was just getting ready to go back and hunt again 
And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm going to be five or six by the time I get done. But I, same thing, man. I kind of like ate good enough or whatever. And I just kind of stayed plateau. And then um, Sunday, I got back from Sunday's hunt, gorged, weighed myself Monday morning. And I was like, and I gained a pound. And I'm like, <laughs> man, I haven't lost anything really, you know? So, so yeah. I, I, I definitely going to have to work on dialing it all in. But, Right. Uh, no. So like, I kind of, so like I, I knew I was going to be out hiking hard. So like, I, this is actually the first time I actually like planned a lunch, you know, like I actually made, it was like a, a bagel sandwich and some snacks and this little like uh, uh, chicken salad in a can with crackers and granola bars. And I threw in a Gatorade, you know, for lunch, but I was like, you know, if I'm going to be hunting that hard, I want, and I'm not gonna. I'm, my plan was to stay out from the truck all day, and um, but so that way, like you know, I had a I, I had a good lunch with me, and I just just because I didn't want to be out there and hating life and out of energy, so I planned a little bit better food, right. or made sure I had food with me instead of a granola bar. Cause that's typically what I do. No, like my backpack's full of granola bars. I'm good, which I am. But like I was like, you know, I, I'm gonna be out for six days i want to make sure that my food a, is covered yeah i have a few good meals yeah yeah you know the bagel I, I don't i don't know why i never thought of that i'd almost rather do that than bring bread with me i i'm gonna add that to my yeah so my arsenal i saw it so i stole it from some other youtube guys or some i can't remember who but i was you know i was like oh the bagel has a little bit of flavor like i it wasn't uh, it had like a, it might have been the wheat bagel or something, but it had a little bit better flavor than a a spread sandwich did. And yeah, I think like the calories are even a little higher too. Then yeah, but it did actually, you know, it it was great. Like it filled me up and kept me, you know, kept me good. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I I reached a point. It was really weird how how aware of my body I was, if you will. Uh, but Sunday I reached a point after climbing a few ridges and stuff and I plateaued and I found this water hole and I kind of sat on it, but working up to that water hole, I was like, I was like, man, I, I, I can feel the fatigue kicking in. You know, I was really getting fatigued. I'm like, this is so weird. I, you know, I never did take a nap. I laid back and actually I might've fell asleep for like a few minutes, but I woke, you know, something woke me up or I woke myself up, whatever it was. And, and, uh, then I couldn't go back to sleep after that, but I, uh, yeah, it was just real weird. How I could feel that fatigue kicking in and I had some granola bar. I, I was kind of doing the Joe move and I'm like, Oh, I'm good with a couple of granola bars, but I ate everything that I had, but I got my energy back after I did. Thank God. And, and, uh, felt good again, but it was so weird how I was just like, ah, feeling very fatigued. Like I just, I don't want to go any further kind of fatigue, you know? And yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I sat on that water hole for a while and kind of got my energy back, ate some food, water, you know, the whole thing and got my energy back and finished out my hike, but it was just so weird how it kicked in like that. Yeah. Is that all you got for tonight? Yeah, that's all I got. Sounds good. Well, I'll get us out of here. Okay. Sounds good. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to the struggling hunters for another week of hunting stories and whatever else you want to call it, I guess <laughs> the struggles of being a hunter. Yeah. Uh, I've, you know, this is episode 74. And, and uh, the thing I want to say about it is I feel like me and Joe have kind of found our groove. Like I think we're getting better every time that we do a podcast on top of everything else. But uh, we've kind of found our groove as being, you know, being able to tell these stories. I think when we first started, we, didn't quite know where what who we were exactly except just a couple struggling hunters trying to make a podcast uh but we've kind of found ourselves and it's really cool because I, I mean i'm enjoying the process even more now uh because i kind of feel like we know what we're gonna how we're gonna present the show and and uh you know now we're just trying to dial it all in tweak it and you know really cut out the fat as much as possible and and make good shows so um hopefully you guys are seeing that and it's resonating with you guys 
appreciate all your support, all the comments, man. It's so cool. Like we're, we're really picking up a little bit of steam, you know, getting extra comments, uh, every week, you know, and, and, and our, our, our listeners that are giving us weekly comments, like, thank you so much. I mean, that's so cool. Uh, feels so good to see that, you know, see that we're, we're actually doing something and, and it kind of gives me personally, like that responsibility to try to make a better show, uh, you know, especially for, you know, you guys that, you, you know, kind of, kind of vicariously live through us and listening to our stories and, and enjoying the podcast that way, you know, just really makes me want to step it up and do a better job for our podcast. So I'm rambling on, but thank you guys so much. Thanks for listening to the struggling hunters. I'm out. Have a good one, guys. Take care.